All right, we'll, we'll get started. Uh, this will be the official start of season three of Off the Cuff Sports. Everybody have a good new year. Did any of you actually stay up until midnight? Yeah, I was up. Oh, I'm hey, sure you were up. You were out. You were probably somewhere. Nah, I didn't do anything special outside of watch Georgia dominate uh, completely over over uh, match mm. Michigan team, but uh, it was still a good night. It's about time they finally dominated somebody. Did you actually stay up this year solo? Boy, no. I'm a I'm a whole adult with a kid now. I went to sleep at like ten, woke up at two to feed. Yeah, I made it to. I was, I mean, I, I've gotten bed at eleven, but I was snoozing on the couch before that. So I just, you know, once Georgia game was over, I just went to bed. Michigan had one job, but congratulations, Harbaugh, on your, on your promotion to the Chicago Bears. The record we are recording this during the second afternoon games um and what is usually the last week of the nfl season but we have one more week oh we want a special special guest here to, to see his new friend okay now he looks like you <laughs> <laughs> now that's your kid that is 100 jt now like he's got Kelly's eyes, but like for the most part, like the the features, that's 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 Joseph. If you if you see his his body shape, definitely. Most people say his face looks like me. Yeah, you you can't really tell when he's in his in a onesie Oops. and it's got his legs covered, but if you see his his thighs, he's already got thunder thighs. He's, he's, he's thick with two C's, as they say. Uh, the one hope that this kid has is that he's got my arms. Yeah. He's got, I mean, he's got my hands and my feet, but like he's got April's side of the family like, like thickness. So it's like, he, he actually might have a chance. He won't be skinny. I, he's gonna be short, I know that. I just hope he doesn't have, I hope he has my complexion or Kelly's complexion. That way he doesn't have acne when he's 40. Lamores, you need to get one, dude, or get one of your ones that's out there in the street. So we can all have a, a like a little Father's Day podcast. Yeah. We can still have Father's Day podcast. You get you get yours and we could do we could do a three generation thing, you know. He's such a cute kid. See ya. All right, so I guess we'll get into it, be official with this. Um, yes, since we're scrolling to the new year, what is your, what was your team in distress for the, for, since we last recorded and for the whole year? Since we last recorded, uh, the Lakers and for the whole year, uh, the Lakers and, uh, <laughs> Uh, every NFL football team that is not Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Green I don't know. Bay. Pa- Tampa Bay is kind of in distress right now. 
Oh, no, I saw that. Antonio Brown gets the award for like CTE is kicking his butt right now. I, I, he has. I, a, I don't. He has that bad hit from the. Uh, who was that? That middle linebacker for the the Bengals that like knocked his helmet off. Yeah. That that was the last the, time he was right. Him leaving kind of sparked that comeback. They won the game because of they him did. leaving. They did because there, I, cause I there don't was know. That, there, that toxicity was not in the room anymore. Yeah, I, I think that that's not team in distress right now we'll say antonio brown is in distress yeah uh and i honestly i you know i'm not even saying this to be funny like whenever he dies and they do an autopsy and they look at his brain the ct is going to be there it, it just has to be for sure yeah. so so far other than the two playing for the national championship there is one team that has won a bowl game for the SEC. When, no, there's two. Who was the other? There's Arkansas. There's oh, that's right, Arkansas. Penn. So two. Yeah, we do. The guys do have two. Yeah. Are you trying to say the SEC is in distress right now? No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's that's. I'm just saying that's surprising. Well, the reason why it's surprising is because every SEC team that made a bowl game that's not Georgia or Alabama don't care. Is, yeah, I mean they're they they don't care. They're very mediocre. They're average. I mean, let's be real. If Matt Carell doesn't get knocked out the they'll second probably, drive of the game, they at least they be closer. Baylor. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I think they beat Baylor because Baylor couldn't score on on Old Miss's defense. I mean, it was just a game of attrition. Like they got tired because. The backup couldn't do anything. You can't. I can't blame that on them. Um, Florida sucks. Uh, Here's South, Carolina, no, uh, South Carolina won. Yeah, I'm saying two. Yeah, South. Oh two. yeah, and that's three. Then Kentucky that's won three. also. Oh, Kentucky, Kentucky won theirs. Okay. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forget that they're part of the SEC. Honestly. Yeah, so I mean, like, in all honesty, like, I mean, the SEC is just like any other conference. I mean, we just. We lost all the major ones. I mean, we didn't lose any of the major ones. Here's an interesting uh, piece of trivia. Pretty much every bowl game that matched up uh, Power 5 versus Group of 5 was uh, an upset. The Group of 5 team beat the Power 5 team. The only the only exception to that was, was Bama over Cincinnati. But... If you look at it also, why is a team like Houston matched up with six and six Auburn? Right. You know, um, Which, and I if, think had that's they, had they won, they they won, uh, they beaten Cincinnati, they would have been playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. Right. So, but it's, so I, it's, 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 I'm just saying it's interesting that you know you would have a lot of people would have had to uh, would have would have not got their bowl picks right because I mean. I'm sorry. I know we didn't know Missouri's bad, but we would not have picked Army to beat them. Right. Like, uh, let's be uh, real. Uh, like Missouri's slowly becoming the Vanderbilt. Like if we're being completely honest, I think Missouri is what I thought Tennessee would have been this year. Right. Um, 
they kind of flip-flopped on me. Like I, Tennessee, surprisingly, despite all of the turnover and the coaching changes, they've played extremely well. Yeah. What Speaking are, of Tennessee, uh, they should have won that bowl game. They should have. That 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 last play of the game was, uh, or of of the uh, or yeah. When was it? That was no. That was an overtime. That was that was. That they should have kicked the field goal, and then Purdue kicked the field. But they went to go get. The, they wanted the touchdown right then, and they just uh, they let it happen. Yeah. That they got close. screwed. Yeah, they got screwed over big time. But should, that was that was, he was in. He yeah. was definitely in. But uh, and then I allowed. I allowed Notre Dame to give me hope. I, I allowed that to happen. Uh, but this is the first time in a major bowl that they actually didn't lose by double digits. So, I mean, you got to lose lose a close game before you can start winning these games. Let's, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, since the BCS opened up, they have not won a BCS or New Year's Six game. They're 0-8 in those. And this right. is the closest score they've ever had. The the bet, prior to, prior to that, they lost by twelve to Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl when, um, when uh, what was his name? Was it Jalen Smith? Is that was his name? The linebacker tore his ACL. Uh, and they and I I think if they had Kyron Williams, they might have won that game. Because they had zero rushing attack, or atta- attack with him not in the game, like there was nothing. Also, at the, at the same time, you promote your defensive coordinator, and uh, I think the defense is what really ultimately failed them. Yeah, because they, um, they well, the, the the guy who called the plays was totally inexperienced. So, uh, and I think I think Freeman made the mistake of of giving that up right now. I mean, give it up in the offseason when you got time to groom somebody to take over as the coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure at the end of the game, even though he didn't say it, he was starting to call those because there was a couple of shots that he was clearly calling in place. I, th- I think there at the end when they had blown that 21-point lead, he was like, all right, uh, you're done here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this my way. And it was too little too late by that point. Yeah, but I mean, all things considered, that's kind of the. Somebody put it like this: that was the end. That was not necessarily the beginning of the Freeman era. That was the end of the Brian Kelly era. Uh, so, um, it's kind of is what it is, and at the end of the day, it didn't really matter because it was you know all these guys opting out. Speaking of that. Um, there was some pretty harsh comments from what's his name? Kurt. Kurt Herbstreit. Yeah. Um, saying that guys don't have a love of the game. Um, and while I do believe that is true, I don't think necessarily more guys love the game now, or more or less guys love the game now than they did back in back when he played, when Kirk Herbstreit played. 
Uh, I just think it's more pronounced. I don't even think that. If you look at the money difference between what players are making right. now as a first round draft pick versus what they're making then, um, and you kind of see that now with Matt Corral, and unfortunately, he, you know, he's probably going to lose a significant amount of money because of that injury. Yeah. But like, if I was borderline first round or second round draft pick and I'm not playing in a playoff game, I'm not going to play in that bowl game. Well, no, no, I don't, I, I'm not against <laughs> it. I know. I, I understand. I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, I, I see it at the high school level. I see a lot of guys out there for the sake of being out there. Um, there's only a handful of guys that actually love everything about football and embrace that everything a, about football. Is that a negative thing, though? I, I, I can't fault anybody for just not loving the game no, like that. I, I don't either. I, yeah. I, it's, I'm just acknowledging the reality. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure nobody specifically on Solo's basketball team is out there that doesn't love the game, but I'm sure he sees players all the time, whether they're on the roster or not on the roster, that you can tell that they just don't love the game. And it's not, it's, it's, well, I see it. I see it all the time. It's more common I mean, than it? people really realize or care to actually acknowledge. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, bottom, bottom line is, is that like when you got money on the line for it, like it's all gravy. Like, I don't see why somebody would ever get mad at you for not turning down the bet. I mean, for not playing in a game that has little to no significance at all. I mean, you got millions on the line. For guys that, you know what? Yeah, I don't have a love for this. But at the end of the day, it's my only way out of the situation that I have. Exactly. (laughs) So they're going to do what's right financially for that. I mean... But I also don't blame the guys that want to. I don't blame Matt Corral for wanting to play. I do. Yeah. I'm I sorry. Mean, I do. If if he were my son, if he were my son, just like with like the greatest example of this is Colt McCoy back in '09. Colt McCoy is like lighting Bama up in that in that first Nick Saban Alabama uh, national yeah. title game, and he gets the crap rocked out of him, and he doesn't come back after halftime. And everybody was like being like scrutinizing him for it. But his dad went in there at the locker room at halftime and said, No, you're done. Because at that time, Colt McCoy was going to go top five in the draft. Right. And I just like when you're talking about money that can change your life. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm talking, I'm not, I'm taking finances out of it. I'm just saying if you want to play, play. That's, that's your choice. And just, no, and, and I, the consequences I, are, they are. Dude, I mean, that's what it is. I feel you, but I mean, like, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, like, we can't say no finances because finances is a big part. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we had this conversation in my house the other day. It's like, yeah, like, Chris Olave set out of the out of the Rose Bowl. He Now look at what's going to happen. He's going to get a Rose Bowl ring because Ohio State won. He's, he's going to get one that now that Ohio State won. And... Um, he's still going to go to the NFL and make millions of dollars. Like, that's what I don't think people get. It's like, I would really put generational wealth over the love of the game at any time. 
Like, I mean, you have to, yeah. especially in this in this day and age, especially with football, because football money is not guaranteed. I mean, and, and some of that, just like you just said, that some of these guys, if they did get hurt, they may get lucky to be invited to a camp. Exactly. They're one of those guys that they've got to weigh the risk. Okay, if I don't go, you know, I'm, you know, a day three draft pick. If I do go, if I do play, I may. And may move up to, you know, a day two or a late. No, not day one. You can't because day one's only the first round. Uh, and if I get hurt, I'll probably get invited to camp. But I've got to work my way up. I mean, look at look at a former VSU uh, wide receiver slash tight end, uh, Jody Fortson. He got invited to a camp. And he got cut for like three straight years. He finally made the, the the roster this year. And then he promptly gets hurt three games into the season. You know, so just because you get invited to camp does not mean that you are going to make the roster. So if they if they've solidified that draft spot, regardless of where it is, they get to play football. They get to continue to play a sport that I don't think opting out necessarily means they don't love the game, though. No, they definitely love it. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, okay, like Brett Favre, perfect example. Brett Favre is a guy that you think that at the end of the day, he would have been okay playing like mud ball on Thanksgiving and throwing touchdowns, you know, in in the back lot just as much as he did in the NFL. But like at the end of the day, it becomes a business decision for those guys. And for you to tell me that I don't love something because I'm not willing to put myself at risk because I'm looking out for myself, like Kenny Pickett, like arguably, like I said, Pitt was gonna win ACC. Well, let's point that out. Mm -hmm. But okay, what happens if he plays and he gets knocked out of the game like the first two other the the other two quarterbacks that played in that game did what happens to him now like honestly Kenny Pick is going to move up in the draft over Matt Corral like based on Matt like what is it well Kenny was probably going to be the first pick anyways over Matt Corral for everything I was hearing he was going to go he was going to be the first quarterback off the board yeah so at that point like I mean what's what do you have left to prove like and also at that point like does he want to move up any higher than he is over other players? Like, if he improves his draft stock from, you know, top 10 to top five, like, is that a necessarily better situation? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's the difference in millions, though. I mean, but like... Yeah, but like, but uh, we, but you hear guys talk about this all the time. It's, it's not about that first contract you get. It's about getting to that second contract where you really make your money. But I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody in the first round hurting. No, you're right. But I'm. But I'm. Look, look at perfect example. Matt Jones, your boy. He could have been drafted earlier by the Bears and drafted by the Jags. Could have been drafted. Maybe by the Falcons. Uh, I'm sure the Morris wouldn't have been too mad about that one. Uh, plenty. And look at where those teams are 
compared to where the Patriots are right now. You know, and even like looking at the end of this year, yes, um, what's his name? One that got drafted by the Bears. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. No, we cannot predict what's going to happen in the next four, five years. But based upon what we have seen so far, who is more likely to get a major, con- a bigger contract when they're up that second contract? Mac Jones, because it's, of the fit. Like exactly, that's, but that's what I'm playing. saying. Like you can go look, you can you can be going to these places. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He was. I, what was he like the seventeenth pick or something like that? He was late first round, and he's he's set for the next decade. Whether we believe it's that was life. the best move or not by the Chiefs, but you know, it's, it's neither here nor there in this conversation. Half a billion, half a billion. <laughs> that's that's not that's not part of this conversation. But but you know, it's so even though Kenny could have moved up to get a be picked by a better team, but you're talking about. The choice you're talking about Detroit, talking about Jacksonville. Giants may actually take him if they're smart, which I think they're tanking anyway. Why? Go, uh, what's the dude's name? The old Georgia quarterback. Well, here's the thing Jake Fromm is, is he's looks, terrible, he looks better, but that's how bad <laughs> I would still take him over Mike Glennon, I would still take him over Daniel Jones. Like he You're actually not Danny Dimes, not <laughs> Danny Dimes. Like I like, so, like he clearly was better than Mike Glennon, and they're still like, no, Mike Glennon's the starter. Mike Glennon's playing. They're they're tanking. That's what they're doing right now. They're they're tanking. They're intentionally losing rest of these games. So JT, I'm looking at a mock draft right now. I think he might like this Giants pick since he's from Notre Dame, but uh, Kyle Hamilton on the board. Oh. The safety, yeah. The well, safety. I, also, but also, I don't know if he's going to be as effective as he was in college after that injury. During, I think it was the Boston College game, he got hurt and was out for the rest of the season. He could have actually come back and played in the uh, in the Fiesta Bowl, but obviously, I wouldn't have played either in that situation. Coming off of an injury in a game that is a consolation game, essentially, like understandably not want to play in that but that that wouldn't be a bad pick but like we just don't have a quarterback at the end of the day I mean that we the Daniel Jones is not the answer and I think they need to figure that out and I don't know why they haven't figured that out yet but but, but also picking the quarterback isn't the answer either it's definitely not for you guys at least not in the long term. You, you know, he could draft a your line. Yeah, you there's a lot of it. things that need to be fixed. You are right. Uh, but they need to move on from Daniel Jones. I don't care if you go sign a veteran. Uh, go, go pick up freaking A.J. McCarron that just seems to still be on rosters these days. Let him be a, be a placeholder for, you know, the next couple of years until the right guy comes out of out of college to pick up. AJ was the GOAT. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> oh. 
came closer to winning the playoff game for Cincinnati than uh, crap, Andy Dalton. It's true, but he also didn't do anything to get there. <laughs> they had already locked up the, the playoff spot by the time he by the time uh, Andy Dalton got hurt. Andy Dalton looked good today. <laughs> Andy Dalton looked good today. This guy is also what murky gray outside too. And well, Andy Dalton wants to get the Giants, so you know, there's that. We'll say this guy could probably light up the Giants defense right now. I mean, you're not wrong. Ain't that right, kid? Actually, he didn't even do that good. He didn't even get 200 yards. Yeah, the good old hand the ball off. It's better than having 24 yards. Yes, I was about to say that too. Mike <laughs> Lennon had 24 yards. Actually, technically, he got sacked so much. The team total passing yards was negative 10. Saquon Barkley had 100 yards, though. There's that. <laughs> oh, finally. At, at least at least the, uh, the Giants, um, unlike the Falcons, didn't try to give give his their fans hope. Um, you know, they they had to wait until the second to last week of the season to be eliminated from the playoffs. But I said that like before the season started. The Falcons are just good enough to not make the playoffs, but they're not bad enough to get a good draft pick. And it happens and every year. That's usually how the Giants have been, but now they finally just said, nope, we're done. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll talk about uh, the playoff picture here for the NFL um, real quickly. Then we'll jump over to basketball. Uh, get into that. As of right now, all but two spots in the AFC and two spots in the NFC have been decided. It started today. The Steelers would have been would have wasted another year with Ben Roethlisberger as the quarterback, which Lamar said during the summer. Uh, the Chargers would be just short again. Surprisingly, the Jags, the Jets, and the Texans. Didn't didn't uh didn't stay in the hunt very long. Really? I know. Oh man, did you see them play today? They gave up it's like a, 50. It's a it's a little bit muddier as far as playoff picture for these last two spots because literally the Houston Jets and the Jags are the only teams that have been eliminated from the AFC playoff. Um meanwhile in the NFC, there are only two teams that the the last two spots, there's only two other teams still in the hunt that aren't in those playoff spots right now. Uh, so a little bit clearer on that side as opposed to the AFC, which from 13 to 6, all teams are within two games of each other. So anything could potentially happen with that. Right now, the Tennessee Titans are the number one seed. 
in the AFC, in the AFC, and the Packers are the number one seed in the NFC, which I don't think we were shocked by. Uh, they'll find a way to lose in the AFC, the NFC Championship again. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Um, who are we picking? Who do we feel like has got a good track to the Super Bowl and potentially winning it based on what we've got right now? I feel like the AFC is up for grabs. Um, Kansas City didn't look good today against the Bengals. Um, The Patriots, you never know what you're going to get from them. Um, especially with Mac Jones being the rookie. Uh, and then I, I personally like the Chargers. I hope the Chargers make it. That's that's my like dark horse to make it to the actual Super Bowl of the AFC. But I still think they were wrong for firing their coach last year, but you know, it's another story. Okay. But anyways. Yeah. Um it's just I, I don't think any team has separated itself from the pack. And, and I guess you could say that self or, or say that for either side, AFC or NFC, but at least on the NFC, I know who the favorites are. Right. Um, honestly, at the end of the day, when the Patriots in the playoffs, I'm not going to count them out as much as I hate to say that. You know, they, they've, they've found a way to win from pretty much every position in, in, the, in the playoffs as long as they get in. They're, they're a legitimate threat. Um, Titans, I don't know how they got to be in the number one seed. Uh, I don't trust that team at all. Uh, Kansas City, I mean, I feel like if I was going to put money on somebody, I would, and I wouldn't in this situation, I wouldn't put money on anybody. This is it's way too up in the air. Uh, but if I had to put money on somebody, it would be the Chiefs. Uh, just because, yeah, they just they kind of ran into a hot Bengals team, but uh, come playoff time, I think they've got enough experience that they uh, they can do what they need to do to keep a run going. Um, but on the NFC side, uh, I think the Rams, I think the Rams could make a run. Um, Packers are, you know, they'll they'll find a way to lose. Um, don't know about uh, the Bucks. They've been up and down this year. Um, other than that, I don't think anybody is really worth talking about in the NFC. Yeah. What do you think, Solo? Packers, I mean, not Packers. Um, Green Bay Patriots, Super Bowl. You think this is their year? <laughs> They're going to make it? Yes. Make it. <laughs> I don't doubt Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James bat of football. And I never doubt Braun ever. Here's my question for you guys. Not, not not who you think is going to get the number one seed, but who do you think needs it the most to make it to the Super Bowl? Like who, you know, for a fact, if they got it, they would make the run. If but if they didn't get it, they wouldn't go far. The Patriots, one hundred percent. You think the Patriots need the number one seed? They need the number one seed in order to make like they need the buy, and they they needed to be able to get the easiest path and have home. I mean, home yeah, it's, it's hard to go into New England to and win. It's been shown. Um, 
But I mean, first time they won it, first time Tom Brady won it for them, uh, they had to beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh to to go when Pittsburgh was the number one seed. So um, they could do it. Um, I mean, I feel like, what do you think, Morris? Um, I mean, the Patriots, yes, but to me, honestly, the Chiefs need it the most. Yeah. Um, if if they want to continue their reign as like a dominant team, I I just don't see them being able to go on the road. And granted, I don't think the Tennessee Titans are all that good. They lost to the Jets and the Texans this year. Right. But like you know. If the Chiefs had to go on the road to play a Titans team, I don't know if they could actually beat them, to be honest. Right. Uh, I'm going to stay in the AFC, and but ju- and I, I agree with both of y'all's sentiments on that. But just to be different, um, the Bengals. Um, just because they're a young team, um, not a lot of playoff experience, obviously. Not even just the players on the field, but just the franchise as a whole, not a lot of playoff experience. They have been a lot of one and dones. They need to, they need to be as comfortable as possible um, if they plan to make a run this year. I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they will get the number one seed, but I think if they were going to do something this year, they would need the one number one seed to actually be successful. Uh, but we'll move over to basketball. We're getting into the second half we're close to the second half of the season. Um, teams have some teams have kind of found their identity and established what they are going to be. The Knicks, I have no clue, literally no clue about those guys. They'll beat one of the perennial teams and then lay an egg against somebody like the Thunder. Uh, so I don't know about them, but what are y'all's thoughts going into what will what will soon be a, an All Star break? The Bulls are scary good. Um, not to say that they aren't beatable, but like the way that they're winning um, games is just like not what I predicted of them. Um, outside of that, it's, it's more of the same. The Lakers kind of suck. Jeez, they suck. Uh, thank you. Hold on. Be me more specific. Everybody but Braun sucks. Everybody but Braun sucks. But is, is LeBron? And don't 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 get mad at me when I say this. Is LeBron being Russell Westbrook the year he averaged triple double for the whole season? The the reason why Braun's stats right now aren't empty stats is because every you can tell in the flow of the game, everything he's doing is trying to win the game. Russell Westbrook, on the other hand, um, who I hope Lamoris will finally admit is the problem on the team. It's not uh, the problem. He's definitely the they, problem. They started oh winning more with Anthony Davis not playing, but the entire construction of the team is the problem. And uh, I blame LeBron for that construction of the team. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, you it, can't be wrong because he basically tells management who he wants to come there. No, he don't. See, that, that is the biggest misconception. I'm sick and tired of y'all telling me that. Like, LeBron gives his suggestions. And then when he gives touch, those touch suggestions. Touch your head for a second because that, that's 
That's what this is right now. Yep, yep, cap. So so you're saying that LeBron and AD didn't have like a secret meeting in LA at LeBron's house to uh seal the deal for the West oh, Russell, I get Russell bro, Westbrook bro, trade. Me, I get that. I I get that one hundred percent. But what we're not gonna act like is that if Rob Polinka did not want that to go through, which he's an idiot for doing what they said, like they, it wouldn't have went through. And LeBron's honesty, an idiot for suggesting it. Just admit it. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the biggest thing is is that like if we could have gotten Buddy Hill and De'Aaron Fox, like we, we we legitimately could have, we should have made that trade. And then we should have parlayed the Aaron Fox before the Bulls realized how freaking good they were and got uh Zach Levine and none of this would be an issue. I put it through I put it through ESPN's NBA trader and it went through. But you know, nobody listened to me. I'd be a bomb behind G, uh GM. But that's the issue. I mean, the Lakers are like it's LeBron and and as much as Lamar's hates to admit it, it's like it, the, the Lakers would not be in the playoff hunt as they are right now if LeBron wasn't doing what he was doing. And he's dropping ungodly, I mean, talking about like unreal numbers. And he's 37. And you're telling me he's averaging 30 plus and what, eight plus and nine plus as a 37 year old, bro. Get like trade Russell Westbrook like now, forget Stanley Here. Johnson. Get rid of Russell for anything, a, a shoestring, roster spot. Like, get rid of that $44 million and go get three role players that are perimeter shooters, and we will be fine. Legit, Here's the thing, you can't but, argue that. No, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. Um, who is taking Russell Westbrook, one? Two, yeah, that was about um, Two, just your point about Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox, we're only getting one or the other. So we would have ended up getting Buddy Hill, which, you know, in theory probably would have been better. But the entire construction of the Lakers is just trash right now. Um, Melo could be better, but he's not a bad pickup. But the fact that you have Westbrook out there, Anthony Davis has looked trash all year. Um, Wayne Ellington, Avery Bradley, uh, Dwight Howard's been hurt. But DeAndre Jordan, all of these players have just not played well at all to be honest. And all of them, in my mind, are expendable. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, And and let's be honest, Melo, especially at this point in his career, he's good at, he's only good when you only ask him to do one thing on the court at all. And that's score. That's score. If you want him to 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 try to, you know, pass the ball, you want him to try to play defense on somebody. You needed him out if, if he's got one job and that's the score, he's good. But when you ask him to do more than that, he's not gonna be beneficial to the team. Oh yeah. But no. I mean that that's that that's my biggest issue with him right now. It's just that when it's all said and done, like will we will the Lakers make the playoffs? I believe that they will. Oh. I mean, by the skin of their teeth, I think that they'll make the playoffs. I think that they'll be the sixth seed because the fact that Kawhi's not playing and now Paul George is out, like when the Clippers hit their hard street, their hard part of their schedule, they're not going to be good. Um, LeBron's good enough to carry them to the first round, but if I were him, I would definitely fake another growing injury, so I would not have that on my playoff resume. Like, on everything, I'd pull a groin so fast. Who's who's your favorite right now? 
my my favorite right now it's legitimately it's a three-way tie i like i like the warriors just because this is without clay and without james wiseman and the only thing that they are missing is a big man that is versatile which james wiseman is like that's scary the fact that jordan Poole is going to come off the bench and clay thompson is going to be there like they're they're, they're going to be next to unstoppable like this is going to be 2016 all over again. Um, I do. I really do like the Bulls. I like. I honestly like the Bulls a little bit more than the Warriors because the one. The reason why the Warriors are doing so well right now is because realistically, you don't have a guard that can afford to guard and chase Curry around all game and put up the scoring production that they need for them in order to win. Where do the Bulls not need to get score production from and still blow out people? It's from the from the point guard position. Lonzo Ball, you do not need him to score that much in order for the Bulls to win. They score through their wings and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Like, and Zach Levine, whether people want to believe it or not, I don't care. Zach Levine, in my eyes, until he gets back healthy, is better than Klay Thompson. He's going to have to prove to me that he's not. I understand post-Klay Thompson was a better shooter, but if we're talking about all-around basketball player, Zach Levine's a way better basketball basketball player, basketball player than Klay Thompson is. And then you look at DeMar DeRozan having to be guarded by who? Like, the way that the Bulls are constructed right now, they are... They, I, I say that they win the, the the East. The only sleeper pick that you have in the East that if they get their crap together, I think has a legitimate chance of beating the Bulls in seven games, in seven games, is the Knicks. Uh, I mean, that that's the only team that can do it because they find, they match up with those guys great. I mean, because Durant's unguardable. Um, but I don't think they're going to get to that point of being able to. I don't. I mean, I really don't. I don't think that they are either. Like, just because of the pure fact that even if you have Kyrie play in the playoffs, he can only play in non what in, in non New York, California games. So it's like if if the Bull, I mean, if the Nets are playing, that means Kyrie can't play in half of the series almost. So my, my thing is like, why bother? Like, why would I have a player play and then not play? Like that to me, that doesn't make any sense. Either you play the full time or you don't play at all. Like it's not fair to the team to have you for like three games here, four games there, and then not have you whatsoever. So that's why I think the Nets will ultimately fall through. If you had to choose a super pick that nobody is seeing from each conference, in the Western Conference, people think that I'm crazy. I think it's the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have enough juice to be everybody in the West, but the Warriors right now. They can they can be sneaky good, and if the Grizzlies can get a three or a two seed, they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals, no doubt in my mind. The second pick, I mean, my pick in the East may come as a surprise to a lot of people, because a lot of people would call me insane for saying this, but Cleveland. Cleveland is my sleeper pick in order to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, not the Finals Finals, but I can see them making the Eastern Conference Finals because their youth is clicking on all cylinders. And don't be surprised if LeBron sees that and it's like, hmm, Bronny's got, Bronny graduates when my contract expires. Bryce, as much as I love him, is not going to be Bronny. 
I might go back to Cleveland and go win me a ship or two. That's just me. I, if I were him, I, I would wait until figure out where Brody gets drafted and then and then say, hey guys. I want to trade. Shouts out to all the people that told me that uh, Bronny wasn't as good as advertised. Remember, uh, for the person that's face can't be seen on this podcast, um, somebody was telling me that, oh, Bronny only averages six points and four rebounds. He's a fresh, he was a he was a freshman. I didn't bring up the, the six points. <laughs> on a loaded roster. And I brought I look up at him now what he and, looked like when he played. But okay. Okay. What, what does he look like now? Like he's still not making the NBA. You sleep. He's better than Mikey Williams. All day, every day. Yeah, Mikey's kind of regressed a lot. Mikey's just a a dunker at this point. Mm -hmm. And Bronny's out here leading the number one team in the country right now in points and assists. But um, I do want to bring up one thing about the Cavs. Um, They just lost Ricky Rubio for the year. Um, and I think that's a big piece to their second unit that's been able to keep the team afloat um, when Darius Garland or Colin Sexton come out. So um, it's hard for me to see that they're going to do well going forward. Like they'll still be good, but just not like I don't see them winning playoff series. The only reason why I still think they do is that, I mean, unfortunately, me, you don't see eye to eye on this. Like, they replaced Ricky Rubio with Rondo, with Rajon Rondo. Personally, my my favorite backup traveling guard because you don't need him to score. You just need him to facilitate and be a locker room presence, which he is both. Um, I honestly think that in a lot of ways, um, maybe not offensively but defensively it makes that second unit better because uh, ricky rubio wasn't like killing people on the offensive side of the basketball like you just need somebody to go out there facilitate be a locker room presence and keep the young kids in line and i think that rondo does that a whole lot better than ricky rubio does it'll take them a little bit to get it to get it together however like cleveland sitting at a five seat right now if cleveland could somehow get a four seed and they could possibly see the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. Do not like kill me for saying this. I think Cleveland would beat Milwaukee in seven in a four or five matchup. In seven, a four or five matchup. You got the perfect defense for Giannis and their bigs and uh, golly, what's the, the guy with the Afro's name? I can't remember. Jared Allen. Jared Allen, like you have the perfect rim to protection for Giannis, uh, at least to frustrate him. Giannis is still going to get his. I get that, but it's the guard play. Like I'm, I love Drew Holiday. He is not better than Darius Garland. He's not better than Colin Sexton. They're about the same, and I'm taking youth over that any day of the week. I'm sorry. I don't think that you have an answer for those two young guards once they get going. Maybe for one of them, but not for both of them. Okay, so now what I want you guys to do, uh, you guys are going to get annoyed by this. I'm going to ask you to do this. 
we're going to have a mini preview. We'll do a full preview next week of the national championship game. What I want you guys to do is make the case for the other team. That's easy. I can do that. I did that the last time. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> that's saving. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Georgia's definitely not going to lose twice. I mean, you look at the response that they had to Michigan. It was just absolutely dominant. They made the number one, one of the number one rushing teams in the country look like five-year-old babies. It's like they're, they're going to be stronger and tougher. Stetson Bennett finally showed everybody that he's not a dentist. He's a lawyer now. <laughs> so the people that didn't watch his games, he's not a dentist. Oh, Who's been the on the Stetson bandwagon all season. The, the only thing that I will say is that we never said that he was a bad quarterback. We only said that he could not win from behind. That's all we've ever said. And that is still true. If he gets down by two touchdowns, okay, when when is when has he done? That's because George is good enough to not be down by two touchdowns often. We'll we'll see next Monday. Yeah, we'll see. But now all I'm uh, saying is it's a like all I mean I I 100% think and I'm the Bama fan. I honestly think with all the injuries that Bama has that Georgia should win. If somehow Bama gets up by two touchdowns, though, from that point, I'm calling it, it's it's over. You're not going to stall the offense out, Alabama's offense out, once they get up by two scores. Georgia's only hope is to make it tip for tat and stall out their, their throwing game, which, no, honestly, they should be able to do, in my opinion. In my opinion. They are currently... Uh, Georgia is currently a three-point favorite opening up. There you go. I love that rat poison. I love it. Oh, God, that's going to be good. Oh, man, I needed that. Nick Saban in the... Oh, we needed that. <laughs> you wonder what's going to be said at Tickets practice. start as low as $533, guys. Only $500. It's, it's up to 600 now, unless uh, you see another... I'm looking at yeah, it on no. ESPN's website. Uh, on Ticketmaster, it's, just, it's uh, 600. That's via, well, it's via Vivid Seats. So who knows Vivid Seats? I mm-hmm. think they, they might do a little bit of a, uh, what you yeah. call it. Um, might be some resale tickets. I don't know. But I think if we're being honest, like that, that's the thing. It, it all comes down to if Georgia if Georgia stops Alabama's offense, Georgia wins the game because all Stetson Bennett has to do is do his, uh, his trademark three-step drop handoff and throw to this wide-open receiver because the box has been crashed. I, I just want to see him when he has to become a throwing quarterback. That's all I want to see. I want him to prove me wrong. I want the defense to play average. I want Bama to be able to score, and I want everybody – like yours truly on this podcast to have Stetson Bennett prove me wrong and let him see him go tit for tat or play from behind. I don't if he think... does that, if he does that, y'all win. Here's the thing, though. I don't think the recipe for Georgia to win is going tit for tat. That's... That They've got to get a lead and keep it. Not, not even get a lead. They just, they can't, they do not need to be in a shootout. 
that that screams the defense fail to me. Why? Why can't they be in a shootout, Lamores? Because their offense isn't designed for a shootout. It's not that Stetson Bennett can't throw. Stetson can make the throws, but their offense is not a shootout offense. The same reason why I say Alabama and their offense, the spread deep ball offense can destroy Georgia or Ohio State's offense could destroy Georgia. That's what I mean is is the, the defensive side. So Stetson, if he had to, he could put up 30, 40, on Alabama he could have done that in the national championship game but you know Kirby went for it on fourth downs rather than taking the for sure points but because the defense couldn't stop water against Alabama after the second quarter they're kind of in a bad position so to me it's not more it's not Stetson that's the issue it's the defense that's going to determine the game for Georgia at least I agree. I agree with that up to a point, up to a point. What you're saying simplistically on the surface is 100% true. It's 100% true. That's what Georgia's recipe has been the entire year. Lean on the overpowered defense. And if we can make it out, like Stetson's just good enough to get us out of that. I mean, get us out of that game. That's fair. What I'm saying is, is that that's not going to happen. That's the exact same game plan that you guys went into last time. And it got you throttled because Bryce Young is that guy. He also played a a different type of defense. Georgia's been playing man all year and came out in the national champion. Why didn't y'all play man in the SEC? I have no idea. I don't know if Kirby Kirby wanted to. You know good and well why they didn't play man. You know why they didn't play man. It it doesn't matter at this point. Y'all haven't seen our our normal defense. Okay, let's Um, let's save it. Let's next week. You guys are gonna have an hour just to discuss this, which won't be enough time. I want I want my last word. He got his last word. The reason why Kirby Smart didn't play man-to-man defense. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm telling you, I'm telling your ugly uncle right now what the deal is. The reason which, which, why which, which one are you talking about? <laughs> the reason why they didn't go man to man is they have nobody on that defensive secondary that is going to go it that will ever go in the top three rounds in the NFL draft. And then on Alabama's side, they have had John Mechie, uh Bigsby, and uh crap, got the other receiver. It's like, as much as I would love to say that, like, the reason why he won't go man in the in the national title game, the reason why he didn't go, is he knows that for, for a long time, you can't get enough pressure on Bryce Young and play man-to-man in order to hold us out. You have to play zone. You have to. I mean, that's just I don't, my, my personal opinion. I, I've I think seen, they have... They have decent enough talent to go man for a little bit and just have a little safety help over the top. George is not that incompetent to where they don't have athletes. No, I'm not saying that y'all are incompetent, not by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying when push comes to shove, you're telling me, be honest, you're telling me that if if we've got a chance to hold you, I know, baby, I know. You're telling me if our if our front line holds your front line and Bryce Young gets three seconds, or let's just say 2.2 seconds to throw the ball from the pocket, you're telling me that they can stick our receivers consistently. 
Okay. Okay. Once again, let's save this. You can have an hour to have this argument next week. A whole hour. We're not going to talk about. I'm just. I'm not even going to speak during most of it. I'm just going to let y'all go. I don't want to talk about it next week. <laughs> we'll talk about it now. <laughs> we're, we're over an hour. We're over an hour. Let's let's save that. Go to go to petty moment. Let's say petty moment of the year. Ooh, of the year. I, mean, I think it happened today. Antonio Brown. I, I think that's that's just CT CTU. Yeah, well, it's still petty. What do y'all got? You got any anything you think of the pettiest thing of the whole year? Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, um, this this was my petty moments from the last two weeks. Stefan Diggs uh, scored a touchdown, I think, last week um, against the Patriots. After scoring the touchdown, he pointed to every single fan that was like right there at the yeah. end zone and pointed to um, you, 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 shut the f up, and then uh, walked off like a G. Um, yeah, because it was the rival rival team's fans yeah. that were like, "Hey, can I get the ball?" Like, no, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's about it. Um, what's his name? Took a, a full head full of um, white stuff. Um, what's his name? Shane Beamer. Oh, the mayonnaise. I, yeah. That's a good question to ask you guys. You know, we've got the cheese it bowl, you get dunked in cheese it's mayo bowl, you get dunked in mayo. What would be your not necessarily for yourself because obviously you don't want to get done in May or anything like that what would you pick as a unique Gatorade bat um I think at this point they need to have like a Disney I guess well Nickelodeon bowl and then dunk people in slime the slime that'd be good yeah I think a uh isn't the the company that does nerds isn't that Wonka Yes. Willy do a Willy Wonka ball and just have a, a bucket full of nerds to drop on somebody. I guess my issue when you have stuff like Cheez Its or Nerds, like you could be dunked in it, but um, it doesn't really stick to you. It's not really. Yeah. I don't. If I if I was on the sideline for the Cheez It ball, there'd there'd be an issue because every time I walk past that that bucket, I'd be eating a handful of Cheez Its, <laughs> and there would. <laughs> I, of, of the, there are many foods that I don't have a lot of control with, but Cheez-Its are probably the worst. Cheez-Its, I would, I, I, I'm never satisfied when I eat Cheez-Its. If I eat a box, I'm like, I could eat another box right now. Marshawn Lynch is about to sponsor a Skittles bowl. Oh, <laughs> would not be surprised. Well, apparently Solomon's in. Oh, Solomon's back. All right. Had a dirty diaper, and he does not like to be still when he's hungry and yeah. the bottle warm was taking four minutes. So, mm-hmm. attacked my wife and said she was it. I think he was actually saying your Alabama opinions were crap, but oh, was he now? For lack of better words, what are, what are, what are you, since we, we missed it with you, what is your do you have a petty moment of the year, Solomon? A petty moment of the year. 100% has got to come down to 
certain people on Georgia and like all the crap that I got for saying, hey, got a good team this year. Really think you guys got a good chance to win. But if somehow Alabama pulls this off, I won't hear anything. Now you get a little bit of redemption. You get some redemption. I'm, I'm happy for it. But the petty moment has to be that once you guys finally fell through, all I heard was crickets. I couldn't get nobody to pick up, no Georgia fan to pick up the phone. I made a post on Facebook. People even deleted their names out the comments. They was like, dang, cuz, um, why you even put me on there? Like, it's just it's just funny how, like, all I heard all year was that wait to the SEC, wait to the SEC championship game, wait to the SEC championship game. And, like, after that, it was crickets. I ain't seen no Georgia fan post nothing. They, they all waiting now. They all waiting. Now, if they do win, they're going to be all up and on. But I'm just saying, I ain't seen nobody post anything about Georgia at all. Crazy how they always want to kick you when you're down, but they didn't say anything when you lost to Texas A&M. Oh, bro, they said a whole bunch to me about it. They said, Bama lost to another unranked team. Who? And then, Who? Not you. Okay. Not you. I'm just saying, like, for real, though, like, legit. Byron, uh, um, like that went to that I knew in in Brunswick when I was growing up. He's the most big. He's the biggest Georgia trash talker of all time. Like all I heard was that, oh man, Bama lost to an unranked team. Oh no, Bama almost lost to Auburn. Like why y'all guys are over here playing Georgia Tech as a rivalry game? Knowing good and well, it ain't no dang rivalry game. But that's none of my business. And then the SEC championship game happened. All I'm saying is, God forbid that we beat y'all twice in one season. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to let my fingers work. Every Georgia fan better pray to God that they win this national title. I want you to win the national title, to be completely honest. Because I know how, what level of ignorant I'm going to be if y'all lose twice in one season. You already know the level of ignorance I'm going to have. Because I'm coming for every Georgia fan's neck. So I hope that Georgia wins. I really, I, I really. Honestly, do. I do too, because I don't want to have to deal with this. <laughs> but what is your, you know, we have the, the, they have the mayo bath and the mayo bowl and the cheesy bath and the cheesy bowl. What is, what is your unique Gatorade bath that you would do in your own bowl? Lamoris said the Nickelodeon slime. Uh, I said, the Wonka nerds uh, bath. What do you say? Bro, give me the Arizona bowl. Just fill up a tub of watermelon Arizona. It's just dump it on me, like <laughs> legit. The Arizona. Bowl. Why? Why? Why not like the Ola Palmer? Like that's but the watermelon one is what I grew up with. Like. Like I, I nearly in high school, I know for a fact I spent over two hundred dollars on Arizona because I would stop and get one every day on my way home from school. Like I would, I would literally drive from Brunswick, pull in the racetrack that was like a, like four miles away from my house, and I would stop and get one every day on my way home. Freaking loved it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. So yeah, the specifically the Arizona watermelon flavor bowl. Presented by Solomon Johnson. Okay. We got the, the, the slime bowl, the nerds bowl, and the watermelon Arizona bowl. Okay. 
move on, finish up with our final thoughts. Go ahead, fellas. Solomon. Oh, no, 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 no. You're first. Um, I was crazy last week when I said that, uh, or whenever it was, I don't know when it was. Yeah. Um, that Georgia, you know, could easily beat, you know, Michigan by at least 10. Um, Georgia did, in fact, beat Michigan by 10. Well, actually, like 20 something. Um, 23. Whatever it was, who cares? Um, <laughs> Georgia. Do not fuck this up. Do not fuck this up. Because I guarantee you, everyone in the country is going to be talking trash even though they can't beat you. I can understand trash talk from Alabama fans, but it's like, you know, the Michigan fans or Ohio State or Notre Dame or whoever else teams. Not you, JT. But yeah, I, I could take trash talk from Alabama fans, but um, yeah, the rest of the country, um, y'all can't beat us. So if Georgia loses, which I hope they don't, y'all better not. Um, just be prepared for for backlash from everyone. And uh, yeah, don't lose. Ah. <sighs> Well, well, well. Here we are. The final thought that will always resound with me is this. I feel like you need to have a tux on and a, and a, and a glass. I of need to be in. I, like, hold on. <sighs> be a little bit better with a, like a big old like cube of ice. <sighs> Here's my final thought. Uh, the state of Georgia that you pray to Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit, you might want to even check in to the Aztecs and whatever Lord that they prayed to. You might want to go over and talk to the Indians, the, the Egyptian gods. You better go and pray to every entity that Georgia wins this game. Because if they don't, the three things that I said at the beginning of the season will always will be finally be true. Number one, oh, where'd Lamoris go? <laughs> Number one, Alabama, well, like that would be Nick Saban's eighth ring total, seventh at Bama. He is, would be undisputed, the greatest college coach of all time. That's already Number, undisputed. Okay. Number two, it would go to show you that it does not matter what Kirby Smart has. The mental block between him and Saban will never be broken. He will not be able to get over the hump. Okay. And number three, it's a two-parter. If this were to happen, if this were to happen, the, what I said, what I said about Kirby Smart and Spitzer Bennett at the beginning of the season will finally be made true. And that is that Kirby Smart is no better than Mark Rick. He gets you there 
he all like he almost gets over the hump, but he doesn't quite get it. So therefore, Corby Smart is not a better college coach than Mark Rick. And Stetson Bennett, for all the Stetson Bennett uh, bandwagon fans that we have, if he gets down by by more than ten points, cannot lead a team outside of that deficit. Because in order for Bama to win, it can't be a close game. Bama's going to have to blow Georgia out. We all know this. It can't be a close game. So, please, from the bottom of my heart, Georgia, Georgia, legit, it won't be no hurt feelings because it'll be one down, six more to go in order for y'all to to catch up to us. But please win because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I will never start calling Kirby Smart. <laughs> Kirby Smart will now be Kirby Wright from now on. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Kirby Smart will be Kirby Wright from now on. You mean to say Kirby Ricked? Oh, yeah. Kirby Ricked. Mark He'll Rick. be Kirby Ricked from now on. He'll be... <laughs> <sighs> oh. All right. Uh... I'll stick with the theme of the national championship and talk to the fans of teams that are not part of the SEC. And you're tired of the Southeast being the center of college football. That that's on y'all. I mean, the the committee tried to prevent. I mean, like, <laughs> like you had two opportunities to eliminate. Southeastern teams, two. Well, one legitimate one and one. <laughs> one legitimate one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, eh. yeah, my, my dad asked me that, uh, the other day, are, are Bama fans salty that they're not the primetime game of the two? And I said, no, this is a tune-up game for them. Why, why would they be the primetime prime if it's a tune-up game? Exactly. They should have played it at noon. <laughs> Everybody was on the phone, or I was on the phone with was like, man, we just don't look dominant. I said, you guys do realize that all we're doing is running the ball. They were doing what they did in Notre Dame last year. They were exactly. like, we, we, we're, we're just going to take our foot off the gas a little bit. We'll just, you know, practice some plays that we haven't run that much, you know, make sure we got things all nice and ready to go for next week when we play whoever we play. Exactly. Uh, trying but, to open up that playbook too deep. Yeah. But all but once again to those of you that are not part of the Southeastern Conference fanship, because let's be honest, Southeast is gonna be Southeastern Conference, they're all gonna be happy because they're like, we are we won another championship, regardless of what happens on December 10th, even though they had nothing to do with it, but you know, that's either here nor there. Uh, but the everybody outside of the southeastern region of the United States, those all those teams are going to have to figure out something. You guys got to step up. You can t- and even when it's not an SEC team that wins, it's still a school from the southeast. Like I don't know, change the weather so it's not so cold and and you know. The upper Midwest, so people want to go there. You know, I don't know. Or, like I said, you can always wish that Nick Saban would die sooner. But you know, yeah. that doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime yeah. soon. So, 
Is Lamores, is your headphones still out, dog? Come on, we won't talk about Kirby Rick no more. Kirby Wright, we won't talk about him anymore. Or would you like Mark, Mark Smart? Ooh, Mark Smart has a ring to it. It's the cesspool of the South, you're right, yes. Hell to with Georgia. Georgia. Hell to hell with Georgia. It's the cesspool of the South. Hey, like I said, last thing I'm going to say, I hope I really do from the bottom of my heart. I hope that Georgia wins. Georgia deserves it. I mean, they, y'all really do. Like, because God forbid, if y'all do lose, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm never shutting up. I don't care if you go on to win three straight. I am never shutting up about how you got beat twice in one year by Bell. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna if if Georgia wins, if no, if, if Georgia loses, excuse me, we're gonna wait about a month before we have our next podcast. Oh no, we're really oh no. <laughs> so so Solomon, I let's put up a wager. Oh well, you still owe him diapers. You still owe me no. diapers. First of all, I don't see how I owe you diapers. You lost the bet to me. That is true. You did lose the bet to JT. I remember okay. that. And, and Solo lost the bet to me. But um, <laughs> and once he has a kid to get diapers for, he'll get you diapers for him. Exactly. I, I, I don't see how the transitive property couldn't just work here. And, <laughs> you know, just. I mean, you waited so long. He's in size threes now. He's not even size twos anymore. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, big boy. What's your, what's your wager, Lamoy? All right. So hear me out. Um, I feel like you're about to make. I mad. think. Oh yeah, I am. Um, I think it should be fair that you know, since Georgia could, in theory, win, that um, the recent addition to the family can wear some Georgia gear, bought to him courtesy of you know his godfather. I don't know if if you're down and and you can throw out whatever rager you want for me, but I think that's that's fair enough if we could take so, some a little more for you, of- the godfather. Are you his godfather? Is that what? Something like that. Unofficial godfather, yeah. but you we need a godmother too. So, you know. so, We're waiting for self-appointed godfather. So, so you know, it's 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 up to you if you want to accept it. Just throw out whatever you want. You know, I'll send some diapers, uh, some toys, a book or two. Get them reading Here's early. Want. Okay, fine. Here's Alabama tattoo. No, nah, I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't force him to do that. But if my if if my spawn is going to wear a Georgia shirt, like you got, I gotta up the ante a little bit, and I'll accept it. If he if if Bama loses, he'll wear a Georgia shirt for a day, and I, I'm I want gonna pictures. put him in. Huh? I want pictures. Oh, no, I want post this, post pictures. I want pictures <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> it will be on the Twitter page for us, our Facebook page, all of it. <laughs> I would ask her if she's okay with it, but I know she'll be fine with it. She'll be like, yeah, he's, he's half from Georgia anyway. But uh, if they were so happy, able to lose, I I want you in a Alabama shirt and I want you to sing the Alabama fight song. That's fair. And that's I want fair. It. We'll, we'll post I want it live. It. We'll post it live on, on That's perfectly Instagram. fine. I am down for that. I'm talking about went, all spirit too. Hold on, okay. let, let me hold on. Let me converse with my wife. April, is there anything else I can get out of it, uh, out of Alabama pettiness, out of Lamores? Is there anything outside of wearing an Alabama shirt and the fights on? Well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to add to my auntie. 
Is that what? Yeah, she can't come up with nothing. So yeah, I'm scared. Okay. I'm over here. But hold on, I'm I'm literally putting my newborn. <laughs> and I want forever time. pictures. I want them digitalized to where I could print them, post them whenever I want. You realize he might be disowned by his grandfather at that point. That is very true. And I'm, I'm over here trying to think of my son's <laughs> safety over everything because... The inheritance he, will be gone if you see that happen. say He needs that bag. Heck, I need that bag. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, oh, perfect. Let's see how bad you really want it. Okay, I'm down. You can have digital copies of everything everything and they can last forever you can put them on a social media if they win if Bama wins I get your firstborn's first name that's Come a deal now, solo that's, oh, a, deal. that's, that's, that's entire, a deal give me the five give me the middle name give me the middle no, name that's entirely the, too much oh, I didn't ask that's entirely so, nope you're gonna have to be Nicholas you're gonna be Nicholas <laughs> you gotta draw the line somewhere and get the middle name no the middle you cannot name. You can, get the can first I, name. Can I get Solomon Lamar Johnson the second's middle name? You can have the you can have the second born's middle. You can get the second no, born's no. Middle I name. want I want the firstborn. But that's gotta be legally I, changed I, at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I want it. I want it. But it, if you want my baby's name legally changed to your name, fine. No, I I'm want your. Okay, I give me the second born name. Give me the second born. Oh name. no, that's no. Ah, uh, he's chicken. I'm not chicken. He's gonna win. <laughs> I just think Solomon's an ugly Come name on. for my son. I, Georgia's going to win. Come on. Well, make, make it qualify that he can't name him Solomon. He's got to have to I don't want to name him Solomon. I don't want to name him after me. I don't want to name him after me. Is that going to be Nicholas Saban? <laughs> Saban I just Brown? want the middle name. I just want the middle name. I literally just, and it'll be a, it'll be a nice, wholesome name. A nice, wholesome name. Interesting. I'll give you 10 names and you can pick from one of the 10 names. I think that that's fair. It's a game. Come on. How do I It's going to be Nicholas. It's going to be Devante. <laughs> it's going to be Ingram. Uh, I like Mark. Uh, that's true. I like Mark. I like Julio. You could go um, Joe, Joe Namath, the original. I like, I like Aaron or AJ McCarron. I like, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So no more wager. Uh, Greg, you could go Greg. I like Greg. Greg is an awesome name. <laughs> I see it. I'm just telling you. Come on. Oh, this is the one. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so is it? Is that a, like I said? Is that a bet? You get that, and he he has to win oh, every the time. The one that's a polo. That's a classy one. I like that. That is classy. That might be the nicest thing he has. And I'll wear one with him. I'll wear one with him. Oh, a romper! I, I, I need him to wear one of these romper bodysuits. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if you if, if you're willing to if you like I said that that's my wager. I feel like that is comfortable. Like if you give me the middle name, if you give me a middle name, I will give you the pictures, the fight song, and we'll match for one complete day. I'm okay with that. I've already lost a bit like that in college before. 
I had to win. No, because that's that's a, that's entirely too much. I'm I'm down for your original offer of me singing uh, the Alabama, whatever fight song theme song trash crap that y'all sing, whatever. Um, having it, yeah. I mean, it is trash. I'm put them in this. The boy, I kill you. <laughs> I kill you. Oh man. I guess we can re- we we won't reach an impasse today. We will reconvene next week when we can reach terms. Be fair. That is, I'm telling you, that's fair. One name. Only diapers, but you know, you know, it's one name. Fair. Just one name. I'm not, I don't want, I don't want his first name. I just want the boy's middle name. God forbid if it's a girl. I definitely want that middle name. Sharisha. Uh, Laquandra. Um, <laughs> Labama. Oh, that, that's the classy right there. Labama. Labama. Crimson. You can name her Crimson. Crimson, that is a beautiful girl. That that is a, that's a church going girl name right there. Yes, Crimson Brown. Crimson. Oh, bro. <laughs> if I get the name, it's a deal. If I get the name, it's a deal. Then you have to have a first name be Lavender then. Lavender Crimson Brown. Uh, Come on, Rody. I'm good. No, oh, I'm good. <laughs> that's lame. Oh, well, duty calls. We will come up with something on Saturday. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Later.